Hello, we are live. This is Southeast Iowa Union Sports Talk. And we're live on her. I just got out the tweet. So uh, all of our Twitter followers will be logging onto their YouTube as we speak. Shout out to all of them. I, I just did the, the weekly tweet to invite them over. Love it. Um, I'm Andy Kretzinger. This is my main man, Hunter Muller, who's yep. back with the Chiefs hat, but no Hawkeye jacket today. Nope. Mm. You done? Did you hang it up? We're done. Done. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even mention what, what, it anymore. If beat, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they can beat Norwe- Northwestern if uh, you'll be... You know what? They beat Northwestern. I better wear some Hawkeye stuff because I have my drive from the cross state cross country. <laughs> I'm going to need some football to listen to, not any only scoring ten points. But um, Nick Steffens on the ones and twos. This is Southeast Iowa Union Sports Talk, and if you are watching it, you are watching it um, on Washington Live's YouTube page, Mount Pleasant Live's Facebook page, Washington Live Facebook page, or Fairfield Live Facebook page, or listening or <laughs> watching on Spotify. <laughs> and uh, we're here every week. Wednesday yep. at 2 o'clock, 30 minutes from uh, Dentist's Favorite Time, 2.30. I've heard that? Dentist's Favorite Time. Yeah, I know. I didn't. I've, I've never heard that. 2.30. <laughs> but we're on 2. I feel like we have been away for a while. I don't know why. I think it's because of the postseason, maybe. Cause we don't have a lot of teams left. and Yeah. I don't know. Because you feels drive. Like, yeah, it feels like we haven't been here for a while. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with feeling. that. I agree with that. You know, I think it's because you had to drive to Davenport last night. That It feels like yesterday was like five days. Yeah. We'll get into that a little more <laughs> later. But uh, we're first going to talk about a little football. Um, we're going to start with our uh, big school football um, games last week. And there were a few huge ones. If you watched the last week, you knew that Fairfield and Washington had a shot to go to the playoffs in football. But things just didn't... Uh, Pan out. Didn't play out. Didn't play out. And a big reason for that is because of the Grinnell Tigers who visited Fairfield for Fairfield Senior Night on Friday. I was there. Uh, Fairfield uh, fell on that one 27 to 20. Um, they had a 14 to 7 lead uh, thanks to a, a nice touchdown run from Tate Allen um, and a really big uh, touchdown catch from uh, Bodie Hoskins. Uh, and then um, they had a lot of momentum. Halftime, 14 to 7. Uh, speaking of Hoskins, he knocked out a potential Grinnell game tying. Uh, touchdown pass, uh, like right at the buzzer in the first half. Everything looked great. Come out in the third quarter, uh, Talon Bates sprung loose down the down the sideline for like a 70-yard touchdown. I, sh- I should say actual, accurate um, yardage instead of just saying like. 77-yard uh, touchdown pass from Tate Allen to Talon Bates. Made it 20-7, to and the place was rocking. Uh, I happened to be on the Grinnell sideline at that point. There is kind of like a deflating moment for those guys. You know, it kind of seemed like, here we go, Fairfield might win this, and Fairfield could have made the playoffs, uh, or Washington could have made the playoffs. But uh, things started tumbling out of control at that point. Um, Grinnell just kind of started to um, handle the ball. They were picking up first downs and um, came back and won that. So disappointing. Uh, Talon Bates had two catches for 110 yards and a touchdown. That's kind of the Randy Moss line where you have two catches, but you have a ton of yards. He, he's, he's that kind of receiver where where he burns uh, people. Uh, Tate Allen was actually uh, held to 29 yards rushing, um, which is pretty rare, but he did score a touchdown. Um, Max Wheaton only caught uh, one pass for 13 yards. So uh, Grinnell had a, a pretty good game plan to stop Fairfield in the second half and is a little disappointing because uh, Fairfield's got a really good senior senior class. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Wheaton and Allen and them, Miles um, McEntee, they uh, have been kind of uh, the group that has uplifted Fairfield football. They've had two years in a row where they've flirted with the playoffs and uh, just uh, couldn't do it. It was an emotional scene as they uh, fell a little short for the second time in a row. So. Yeah, you know, it's a, with, you know, we talk about that. That senior class is, you know, pretty talented and, you know, it didn't end, end the way they they wanted it, but you can't, you know, fault them for the effort they gave this season. So, 
No, and you know they have a they have a back ended schedule playing. You know they they I'm sure they would say they blew the game against Washington. Washington also had a, a crazy comeback against them, um, but playing Washington, Solon, Washington, and Grinnell, those are your uh, best three opponents back to back to back at the end. They gave Solon an okay game, and then, and then the next two games were heartbreakers. So it was tough. Uh, that was tough, and I know that Washington uh, was was probably watching that one closely because yep. they had just beaten West Burlington, as you're going to talk about, yep. and, and they needed a Fairfield to win and some math to pan out. But uh, at least during the game, Washington was probably pretty excited, right? What happened? Yeah, you know, uh, another all-around great performance. Uh, you know, uh, for Washington getting another win under the belt, 27-6. They down West Burlington. Uh, both teams went scoreless in the first uh, quarter there. Uh, Washington started to pick it up in the second, third, scored 14 in the second, seven in the third. Six in the fourth on the way to the win, but like you said, uh, their season comes to an end. Even despite the win, uh, you know, the RPI uh, rankings weren't in their favor. They really needed a, uh, a Fairfield win uh-huh. over there against Grinnell. Yep. So, uh, you know, tough end, end of the season for them, but, uh, um, you know, quarterback Ethan Patterson, we get into some of the stats. Quarterback Ethan Patterson was out. You were at that game where he, he got got hurt, hurt his shoulder, I believe. Yeah, he hurt his shoulder, and he he'd play, he'd played at the end of the Fairfield game. Yeah, but. yep. But uh, Logan McDowell, uh, Dole came in for him. Uh, he only threw um, uh, five times for 28 yards. Taven Stewart, uh, we talked about just how um, great of a Brady's runner he been. is. Yeah, 279 yards on the night, two touchdowns. Um, Jude Brown had two of the four receptions. Um, um, and then he had 23 yards and a touchdown. And uh, James Straubel had 14 and a half uh, tackles on the night. So, um, you know, what can you say? <laughs> you know, yeah, all around a great uh, performance for Washington, but, you know, still uh, – Leaving a bad taste in their mouth, uh, and you know, not, not getting where they want, where they would have liked to be. It's got, it's got to be hard to win. By the time they'd won, it was probably third quarter in Fairfield, you know. And by the time that Washington fans knew that they were going to win, it was probably halftime at Fairfield. Mm-hmm. Fairfield probably had the lead when, you know. So I'm sure they were scoreboard watching. We don't know, you know, if there are any math nerds out there that want to do the math for us and go in to the RPI and then change it to where uh, Fairfield beats Grinnell and then see how those three teams would have ended out. We'll give you a shout out next week on the show. <laughs> Has to be accurate. So I'll right. know if you're lying. Unless you lie really, really good. But um, yeah, it's tough. And you know, Washington's got really good seniors too. Yeah. So it's it's tough all right around. Yeah. Well, and you know, we've seen them kind of, you know, start out the season, uh, go kind of get on a, a struggling boat kind uh-huh. of there and the way through and they kinda they kinda played well, you know, here in the end. So I mean you can't fault them for that. Um, but you know, obviously they wanted to be in the playoffs, so uh-huh. uh, you know, it sucks for them in the in that regard. But yeah. There you go. Well, and um, speaking of uh, um, a little, little disappointments, uh, Mount Pleasant went to North yeah. Scott, who's a ranked team in Class 4A, obviously a, a really good team, one of the one of the teams that I wouldn't be surprised if they're at the Dome. And Mount Pleasant outscored them in the second half. Yep. But yep. the first half happened before that. So yeah. um, it was 49-3 uh, at the end of the first half. Uh, Mount Pleasant was able to put up a touchdown at the end um, to make it 49-10. to uh, 10. But just a tough one. Again, Mount Pleasant has in this last two years when they split the districts uh, when they went to an extra class and Mount Pleasant got pushed to the 4A um, with North Scott and Iowa City Liberty. And you knew that Burlington and Fort Madison were both improving. Uh, it was just kind of a tough couple of years for Mount Pleasant. It was exactly what Mount Pleasant didn't need. They had lost right. a couple um, big senior classes in a row. Um, and they had winning records, and you know we're in the playoffs a few years ago. And then right as it's like, all right, we need to build this team back up, uh, they're playing against uh, this really high-level competition. So it was tough. Uh, Jacob Rickman threw for 136. He had a, a really strong start to the year, and his, his stats are going to be up there. Um, uh, Zarek Vanghouse ran for a, a touchdown, uh, 21 yards and a touchdown. 
Uh, Bowen Davis went for 46. So who, who led him in receiving? It looks like it was. Oh, of course it was Wyatt Wood Small. Yeah, Wyatt Wood Small, two catches for 55. So, um, you know, the offense was there at times this year for Mount Pleasant. Again, <clears throat> that's a tough district. Playing at Iowa City yep. Liberty and North Scott and obviously the, the proved Burlington and Fort Madison. Um, and they had a couple times this year when it looked like they might get that, that win. They, they yep. ended up uh, 0 for goose egged on the, on the win column. Yep. But, uh, yeah, tough ones. So tough all around. The big yeah. school football teams are done. Yep. All yeah. we got left is the small schools. But, you know, I'm looking at Mount Pleasant. You can't, you know, every time, at least I got to watch them, and you can probably say the same thing, is, you know, you could tell that they were out there, you know, giving it their best. You know, obviously you mentioned how tough the competition is going against Liberty, who was what rated fourth. And yeah. North Scott's what, like, sixth or seventh, or uh, I have to double check. But still, I mean, you know, you know, each each and every week, you know, it seemed like, you know, they got better in some regard. Obviously, we talked about the defense early on, and then they put a couple great defensive uh, performances together, and then they were yeah. playing a couple tough defenses. So it's, yeah. you know, just uh, all-around tough year for, for the Panthers over there. But It is, and redistricting comes up this winter. I really hope that either – I hope that the three of them end up in the same class, whether it be – you know, Mount Pleasant going down, or the other two going up. They're they're both on the right on the edge. Wouldn't that be great? It's that would be a, great. It, it's so a, fun when they're in the same. District. Look at the Southeast Conference, and then just have all three just going at it because we know there's a big rivalry there. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Of course, they'll probably play each other not district most likely. Yeah, uh, if they don't, nothing's guaranteed. But um, yeah, so we'll we'll at this point on the football field in the big schools. We're, we're uh, going to uh, give you a couple of um, good news uh, pieces here. Yeah. First good news is we're going to talk about the small schools and some yep. playoff action. <laughs> Second first. good news <laughs> is that you get to sit through a two-minute commercial before we do because the ads are, are flowing in. So yep. um, uh, we'll be back with more football coverage. The first time we've ever come back from a commercial on the history yep. of this show Yep, with more football coverage. Usually we just... You know, dip out after <laughs> after football. But. That's right. Yeah, all you people that wait for the commercial and then you leave because you don't want to talk about volleyball or cross country, you shouldn't be doing that anyway. Stay here for the next two minutes. We'll see you. Federation Bank is a locally owned bank providing award-winning customer service. We believe that we are more than just a federation of banks, but a federation of communities serving Brighton, Richland, Wellman, Washington, Iowa. Federation Bank's highly skilled staff is here to make sure you are able to accomplish your personal and professional goals, whatever they may be. Federation Bank, your family bank. Hospice isn't a place, it's a type of care that focuses on living. Servicing a seven-county area, the Hospice of Washington County staff of nurses, social work, hospice aides, spiritual and grief support, volunteers, music and massage therapists are able to provide free end-of-life care where the patient lives. We write wills, give consent for organ donation, but rarely is there a plan for what we would want the final phase of our lives. At Hospice of Washington County, we encourage our patients to be in charge of their health care decisions while maintaining quality of life. At the Capper Auto Group, we put our customers' needs first and understand that everyone is as different as the vehicle they select. We offer new Ford, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Jeep, Chrysler, Dodge, and Ram vehicles in a friendly environment that puts you in the driver's seat. 
when it comes to service, we maintain factory-trained technicians and competitive pricing. The Capper Auto Group still believes that service after the sale provides the best customer experience. Come see the Capper experience for yourself. Here we are. Uh, welcome back. Thank you for sticking around for that two minutes of, of thrilling uh, commercial action. Uh, we're here back at uh, Southeast Iowa Union Sports Talk on um, Washington Live YouTube, Washington Live, Mount Pleasant Live, and Fairfield Live Facebook. So share us around. Give us a little like. Uh, we've been doing this for a while, but not everyone knows. I still get people all the time. I'm like, oh, I talk about it on the show. And they're like, what yeah, show? What show? Yeah. I'm like, boy, do I have a surprise for you. Yeah. But um, so, you know, share <laughs> us around. Obviously, we're not going to be going anywhere after fall sports. We'll have uh, all the basketball and, and wrestling and bowling coverage. You can your little heart's desire. But um, right now we're going to jump back into um, some fall sports, some volleyball, uh, postseason volleyball action. Um, been been playoff games left and right. And, um, yeah, it's been pretty exciting, right, Henry? Yeah, it has been. You know, we've had a lot of teams uh, still alive, and they've, I mean, I guess in, vo- in volleyball, you said, is yeah. we only have one team left. But, yeah, that's true. But yeah, we, we have to talk about roundup, <laughs> but football, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's right. Yeah, but you know it's all exciting oh, yeah, you're all right. around. And you're right. Did I just trick I, myself? Did you, I just trick myself into you, forgetting that we were yeah, doing football? You, you said volleyball, and that's why I was oh like, my maybe gosh, <laughs> I was already talking about some volleyball. <laughs> I got tricked by the commercial. But then I was like, I, we, we got that. some football yet? But yeah, ooh, wouldn't that have been <laughs> that would have been a funny prank on the people who try and leave before or right after football to say that football is coming and then not talk about yep. football? Man, I bet I could just see the the Waco, yeah. Winfield, uh, Mid Prairie, and uh, Columbus, Columbus fans. Yeah. There, I, I, we did that on purpose to get you hot under the collar. <laughs> and now we're going to take advantage of that <laughs> because, um, yeah, uh, it was a crazy uh, weekend in, in small football, schools. Small schools. We had six teams going mm-hmm. at it, um, and um, yeah. So uh, let's start with. Uh, I'm just going to jump into Waco real quick because okay. uh, they're the team that won by. Well, I'm the, the team that won by the most. No, but they're the team that's the highest ranked. So. Yeah. Um, Waco played Central City. <laughs> I mean, it was a playoff game. Not Central City. Wait, Martinsdale, St. Mary's. Uh, Central City on Friday night. Martinsdale, St. Mary's. It was a playoff game, you know, but was it any different than what's happening in the Waco regular season? It absolutely was not. Nope. Um, they uh, <laughs> dominated that game. Um, of course, um, i throwing it up here. Do you have any stats on that Waco game you can throw in here while I... Uh, fix myself since well, I thought we were talking about volleyball. No, you're good. Well, other than you know, Waco walked out of there with a 57-14 win, <laughs> winning the round, uh, winning that matchup. I mean, you know, we we got the usual names here that you know stand out with Simeon Reichenbach, ten carries for ninety yards, you know, pretty pretty efficient to say the least. Um, Isaac Oswald had a had seventy five yards and two scores, and also threw for two touchdowns. So I mean, he's just been balling out all season long. Yeah. Um, and then Mason Miller had. Um, two catches for 60 yards. Aladdin Housinga had, uh, I can never say, I don't know if I'm ever saying yep. his name right. He's but, in guy. I, I but, say he's in guy. I think but so. I heard other people say like Housing Gate or something like that. Well, but anyway, ask him but, uh, he found the end zone uh, as well. And as you mentioned, they get Central City up next. Um, um, you know, no one's been able to stop him yet. So, yeah. Uh, Central City has been flirting with the top 10 rankings a little bit. They're, they're a team that we haven't seen much in this area, so you never know. But. Um, Waco could be there looking for the second straight year getting into the top eight in class eight man the eight eight the grade eight eight grade eight whatever eight. Uh, <laughs> so that's big on Friday night um, another team that got a win uh, I'm gonna uh, jump into the team that got the closest win yeah. because Mid Prairie and Northeast played a, a classic seven to six um, just a real man's football game uh, Mid Prairie kept getting into the red zone over and over and over mm-hmm. again they couldn't score it was six nothing Northeast in the fourth quarter and who was it but Braden Hartley that finally. Uh, was able to to cross the goal line. 
Um, Kane Brown had the the game winning point after that was mm-hmm. with a few minutes left on the Mid Prairie defense. Uh, Stood tall. So a really cool win for Mid Prairie. That was our only road win of the weekend. Yeah, and you know, for Mid Prairie, I mean, <laughs> that's a tight one. You know, you, you're glad they came out on the other side. But, mm-hmm. you know, now they've got, uh, you know, number two rated Williamsburg waiting for them. And, you know, what those two went head to head earlier this yeah. season. And I, I believe it was a 56 7 win for Williamsburg. So a uh, tough round coming up this Friday for, um, for uh, the Golden Hawks over there. But yeah. this postseason, anything can happen, right? Yeah, you know, the good news when you have a big challenge ahead of you. Is that you? Um, if you are a running team that can play defense like Mid Prairie can, mm-hmm. that's the that's the kind of team that can keep the game short and maybe be able to pull something off. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many times they're going to give it to Braden Hartley. I, I'm sure it's going to be a lot. And um, if they can keep the keep the game low scoring, you haven't seen much of Williamsburg. Uh, Mid Prairie has beaten Sigourney Kyoto this year. They just beat Northeast. Year. they've knocked off some pretty big teams, and the teams mm-hmm. they've lost to have been really good. So I uh, can't count them out there. But uh, I just love seeing a seven to six score. I know I love I'm a good defensive, defensive battle. Yeah, yeah love defense. it. Defense. Well, <laughs> but you know, a team that's you know <laughs> that's probably been the hottest team in the area. We've pretty much said that every week uh, since week two of the football season. Uh-huh. I'd say uh, Sigourney Kyoto. Yep. Uh, down Sumner uh, Fredericksburg thirty one nothing. Thirty-one zip. Uh, they keep. I mean, Pound they haven't gone. been able to. They haven't been able to be stopped since week two. Yeah, they uh, I really like yeah, really haven't been able to literally. stop literally on the uh, ground, especially. But they led uh, ten only ten nothing at the half, but they just started firing on all cylinders in the third and walked out of there with a uh, you know thirty-one point win. Uh, Cole Clarehan, um, another name we always call uh, for, for them, for uh-huh. them guys. Uh, One hundred forty-seven yards, two touchdowns. Isaac Bruins, 51 yards and a score. Sawyer Stout, 44 yards and pass for 150 and one score. Aiden Anderson, uh, two passes, 111 yards. <laughs> Cole uh, Kindred uh, and had uh, one lone touch uh, touchdown yeah. um, reception. And uh, the Cobra defense was, you know, didn't allow them, didn't allow them to score, uh, but they, they, they picked off um, the Cougars three times in the win. So yeah. uh, all around... Uh, you know, great, great game, great game for Sigourney Kyoto and the Cobras over there, and um, you know they're taking on a very tough, uh, you know, not one of our area teams, but in our area, yeah, with, friend uh, of Mediapolis, friend of the so. program, Mediapolis, yeah. yeah. So that, that's and that's going to be coming game. to the Snake Pit. Yep. Uh, that uh, I believe what, last week, I think I asked for that game, didn't I? I said that I, I maybe it was on Round Guy Radio, might be on Round Guy Radio. I said the one matchup that I really hope happens is Mediapolis and Sigourney Kyoto because they're the two best teams in our general area, but they're not in the same district, so. That would be fine. I mean, that's running the ball. That's hard hitting. Oh yeah. And we might get a little, we're gonna get a little seven to six action there, one way or the other. I'm sure Sydney Kyoto fans would like it to be a, a little, a I'm little sure, easier right. than that. <laughs> not not a seven six, but I think that's a coin flip. Mm-hmm. Again, that's one of our best games. Well, I know you. I think you know. I haven't seen Meepo, but just like from you know, people talk about him. They have uh, a real. Well, I think it's Anthony Isley over there is mm-hmm. a a great running back, and you know, Sydney Kyoto's dominant on the ground i'm not sure how meepo is and i think they're more they more lean towards the run game yeah they do but uh, i know they have a stout defense some good offensive weapons yeah. and so but so you're Kyoto the same so it should be a should be a uh, should be a dandy it should be a dandy and that's really exciting and then um our our, our other team columbus they had mcoconna valley come in we said they got a two seed and not a one seed so it was not going to be the easiest game for them you know they didn't get a rollover game at all with with Makokuta Valley coming in and it was it was 28 to 14 at halftime but it wasn't 28 to 14 for long because Columbus yep. uh, absolutely exploded I uh, ended up winning that one 62 to 14 um 
Kane Amagon ran for 246 yards and four touchdowns. Oh, I real I figured out while I was typing up this roundup, uh, the rule of thumb I've decided on who's going to get more yards, Simeon Reichenbach or uh, Caden Amagon, <laughs> is just whatever game's closest. <laughs> right. Because the only time that they don't go over 200 and whatever yards is because they only got nine or ten carries. Right. So that was close just long enough to where Caden was able to get his get his stuff and on the other end Simeon kind of it didn't you know, only needed nine carries but it, he had 90 exactly yards, so. if the two if the two of them play the whole game which will be happening here I mean definitely soon yeah uh, that those, those numbers are gonna pop off so um, Columbus um, hits the road up to Grundy yeah. Center and I, I think of all the pods um, check out our um, Southeast Iowa Union um, dot com slash sports or just pick up a paper and um, go back to I believe Tuesday's paper we have the pods in or the next round matches. It actually might just be Mondays in the roundups, but I think it's a fun pot. If they can beat Grundy Center, which is yep. number two in the state, a very, very good team, they would have either East Buchanan or Albernet. So a potential, potential rematch of Columbus and Albernet for the Dome. That would which, be so exciting. Which would be, um, uh, you know, a game that I'm sure Columbus would want back if they ended up going against Albernet, but obviously East yeah. Buchanan's a dominant team themselves. So, I mean, the path... The path is there for Columbus, but it's also uh, a tough one. Yeah, it's also it is. a real tough one, especially yeah. with this week too. You never like going on the road. That's a long ways on the yeah. road. That's closer to where I'm going to be this weekend in Fort Dodge than uh, where you're going to be down here at the local right. kids. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so number two, we don't we don't know who they you know there's not a lot of mutual uh, teams that they're playing. We, so who knows? We how just know they've been going. at the top basically all season we, long. I've, so. I've been sitting there typing their name at the top of the rankings yep. for all, all year. So uh, two teams uh, hit their own loss this week. Yep. They're both playing ranked teams. Uh, went from Mount Union down 48 to 18 at number three Don Bosco, uh, and New London lost um, 46 to 14 at gl- number six Gladbrook Rhinebeck. Mm-hmm. So those were both games where they they and, they stayed in it. And both teams were in it pretty uh-huh. much the half but, or the first quarter halftime. So yeah, yeah. I think um, uh, New London was leading. Yeah, eight, leading six, at, eight, six, after six, the first yeah. quarter, uh, and uh, Winfield was right in at halftime, but you know the the offenses couldn't quite. Uh, Get it, get it done there. Those are ranked teams on the roads, as we say. Um, so tough, but they gave them some games, so that, yep. that's a positive towards our area down here. It's probably something good that a team like Waco, who plays in the eight-man mm-hmm. um, district, likes to see their other district teams that they were able to play um, pretty squared up with uh, those teams up there. So yeah, so yep. we got four left. Yep, four left. Put your fours up. We just gotta say kudos to to all the to all our teams that aren't got in four, anymore, yeah, but, yeah. But like you know, just. Great all-around show, showings all season long for all our area teams. So that's right. Yep, it was fun. It's a fun high school football season. Yep. We still got our four. So yep. that's what's that's what's keeping us busy on Friday night yep. right now. So you guys keep keeping us busy, and we're going to keep you busy <laughs> with a one-minute commercial I break. Love it. So this time when we come back. We're going to talk about some volleyball, volleyball cross country, uh, and yeah. So enjoy the commercial break, and uh, we'll see you in a sec. We're back. We had a little technical difficulties. 
um, with the last commercial. Nick, do I throw it to another commercial break at some point? Or uh, we're good. We got it. We got it in there. Got it in there. Go back. If only 30 seconds of that commercial played, make sure to go back and watch it a second time. Maybe get the full minute. So yep. um, <laughs> we're back at Southeast Iowa Union Sports Talk. We're live. Now we're ready to talk about some volleyball and some cross country, yeah. right? Because yeah. the teleprompter, that's what screwed me up last. The yeah. teleprompter was wrong. So we fired that guy. <laughs> He's out of here. We're opening for the new teleprompter guy. And, yep. uh, he, Send your resume. Yeah, I did not mess that up. That was, <laughs> as a teleprompter guy. And he actually, I saw him walking away with a bindle. We let we let him go. We put his stuff in a bindle, and he's he's out of here. Did we took his key? So, uh, yeah, like a bindle, like you know, like the you carry your yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, area volleyball. Um, we still had one big school left um, as of last Wednesday in the in the playoffs, and we knew that it was going to be a tough one for Old Mount Pleasant. They went to Oskaloosa, but I thought that they they played Oskaloosa really tough. Uh, it was a three set lo- um, loss. Yeah, they got swept, but uh, Mount Pleasant after a, a little bit of a rough first set. Um, we're able to come back and um, kind of challenge the the old Oski uh, Indians in the next two. I'm going to flip it over here. Uh, it was, uh, let's see, 25-17 in the third set. And what did they have in that second set? Was that the 25-22? Um, played them pretty close. So uh, three-set loss over there in Oski. But they had leads in the second and third. They had a little energy. The student section was there. The student section, Mount Pleasant student section was late because they took the wrong intersection. I came in right at the beginning of the game. And I just saw a wave of people running. They were all in white shirts and they were yelling, Andy, Andy. And it was the Mount Pleasant student section. They weren't there at the beginning of the game. Really? The team the right was like, where are our fans? Yeah, they were like, wow, okay. I didn't, think, I didn't think this was that long of a drive. But um, Oski obviously is a talented team that's been more successful than any team in the Southeast Conference. So uh, the toughest team that, one of the tougher teams that Mount Pleasant played. I thought, uh, and David Streeter, their coach said this afterwards, that you saw them beat Burlington, right? And then they yep. played with Oski and he said that's, they found that was the best that they played all year was those two games. So they finished at their at their peak a little bit, which is good. You can't ask for much more than that. You know, that's what that's where you want to be, you know, at the end of the season. Is that your peak? Playing yeah. playing your best volleyball, win or lose, you know, you don't wanna you don't wanna leave anything out there like you could have done better, you know what I mean? So Yeah. You so, talk but yeah. You talk to coaches that are they're kinda of struggling and Mount Pleasant definitely was struggling. They got they got sixth in the um, Southeast Conference tournament. Uh, you just want them to show that, you know, they can play up to their potential. And um, you know, they had a pretty good senior class there. Mount Pleasant's got a lot um on the other end, um, Emma Starr is going to uh, only a junior. She's going to yep. be senior last year. I've been so impressed with their freshmen, um, Alex Scott and um, Addison Clark. I just really like Addison Clark's name because it's the two streets that Wrigley Field is, is built on. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Emma Starr actually uh, led in kills there, I believe, with three. Um, Tristan Scholl is a great setter. Uh, she led an assist, um, and she uh, will be sorely missed, uh, a senior. And speaking of Tristan Scholl, I need to read off. We have some breaking news. do 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 all SEC volleyball teams are oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that breaking because they came out um, a couple days ago and we had them in the paper today. But um, uh, all, uh, all SEC first-teamers from Fairfield, Macy uh, Rayburn and Maddie Jones from Washington, um, Leighton Messinger, a freshman, the only freshman in the first or second team. And um, um, Tristan Shaw also made it the setter for Mount Pleasant Senior. So um, Fairfield got seven names on that list. I'm going to have them all here, but if you if you uh, check out southeastdivingunion.com slash sports, read about everyone who made that, um, that's pretty cool. Yep. We'll also have um, check our Twitter, and we'll have some info pretty soon about who makes the all-star teams coming up. So, yeah, uh, big school season's over besides uh, the all-SEC teams, but we got some small school teams, don't we have, yeah. Uh, Hunter? Yeah, you were at a great game in uh, Waco, or Waco at Holy Trinity, which, you know, we've seen already seen Waco play uh, Holy Trinity pretty close, so you knew it was going to be an exciting one, and it was for 
um, you know, I guess you said the energy was crazy in there. I saw you were tweeting about it. So yeah, the energy was crazy. Waco did a great job showing up last night. They lost in four sets. Um, after a really, really tough first set that kind of was like a blowback set, uh, Holy Trinity uh, won 25-6. I believe they scored the last 11 points in that game. Um, when uh, Waco scored a huge comeback win in the second set, 25-23, to uh, I thought that was some of the best um, ball that they've played. Um, and then uh, set three was the swing set. And Holy Trinity had a, a lead throughout. Waco stormed back to tie it. Not only to tie it, they were up 25-24, and there were some crazy volleys. I mean, getting on the ground, Jocelyn Fulton, I thought, and Ella Kissel in the back had a really good game for Waco. Uh, to keep it alive, uh, they were flying, um, and uh, Holy Trinity uh, got one or two more bounces, won the third set 28-26, to and then Waco couldn't quite get it done, 25-17 uh, in the fourth. So it was a tough one. That's a really good senior class for Waco. Um, Grace Coble, who I think is the, one of the best setters that has played since I've been working here mm -hmm. um, at, the, at the newspaper. She's going to be gone. Of course, um, Ella Kissel is one of their best hitters, and um, Fulton, their libero. So they, you go right there, you're a leading hitter, setter, and libero out. I think they had five seniors. But um, I think Waco's got a bright future with the junior class right now. Hopefully they can come out and make another run for it. But um, Jay Coble uh, is leaving. Um, he, he's going to stop uh, being the head coach at Waco. Um, after a, a number of years in the last four, they've won 20 games or more. So it's been a golden time for Waco Volleyball. I don't think it's over. I think that next year the, this junior class is going to have a nice run in them. Uh, but it's tough to, it was tough to uh, watch them, um, you know, fall to Holy Trinity. They, they never made state in those, those yep. four years, but it was, it was pretty entertaining Waco teams. And they, they really brought it. I mean, they, they made Holy Trinity sweat for sure. Yeah, and, you know, that, that was kind of the same thing with the game I was at. Obviously, mm -hmm. uh, Winfield, we know, has a great senior class. Um, you know, they were taking on number five, Notre Dame. Uh, the Wolves did get swept in this one, three, uh, three nothing, but it was for the first two sets, it was as tight as can be. Uh, you know, Notre Dame has been dominant pretty, I mean, they're number five for a reason. Yeah, last but they, years. But they, but they jumped, you know, they're back-to-back -back state champions. Uh, but they, they jumped out in the first set there uh, to an 11-5 lead. Uh, Winfield clawed all the way back in a couple of uh, Molina opening, uh, Epping, right? Epping, 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 Epping. Epping kills, put, uh, put Winfield over, um, on, back on top. They clawed all, clawed all the way back, 14-12. Uh -huh. um, but uh, down down the wire, Notre Dame just had too much and took that first set, 25-20. Uh, second set, uh, Winfield jumped out to an 11-5 advantage. And Notre Dame being, you know, the highly touted team that they are, uh, clawed, clawed back into it. Um, this one went down to the wire. Um so the Wolves trailed 21-18 uh, and put a little nice little run together, ended up taking the lead on an Audrey Gipple kill. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, the, the Knights hit it into the net, and it was 23-22. So Winfield was a great opportunity in that second set. Um, but, uh, you know, who, who, who struck other than, uh, you know, Gabby Deary for, 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 uh, for the, <laughs> the Knights there? Uh, she's been one of their main hitters, you know, in these fat pass runs and these fat yeah, pass yeah. reviews here. And they win that uh, second set. Uh, 27 25 i just kind of put you know the ass was kind of out of the tank for the wolves after that and yeah. you know notre dame kind of it was another tight set in the third but notre dame ended up kind of pulling away in the end 25 16 um so you know tough loss for winfield but you, you get kudos to them for how they played I, I talked to coach Pierre after the game and he said you know they've played notre dame i think the last four years they have um it seems like every too. sport basketball too. um but uh uh and he said this is by far uh, the best they've played out of those four years. So um, what more can you ask um, from the Winfield team taking on, you know, one of the best teams in the state? So Yeah. Yeah, so um, we got calling. Someone's calling me from Burlington, but I don't think it's about the show, so I'm not going to have them. Um, you know, something uh, – Winfield and Waco, 
Uh, so I started working uh, for the Mount Pleasant um, newspaper uh, eight or nine years ago, and I've got to see kind of those two volleyball programs get up to their peak, and, and it's tough that neither of them were able to to make it up to state this year, and then two years ago, both of them had such good teams. But it's a hard. It's a hard area. Yeah. Uh, it's a hard area to navigate. Um, not only in in class one A with all the super conference teams, but uh, you were with Mid Prairie last night, and th- they learned that it, it's yep. pretty tough. And three A two, they had to go up after a great showing in the first couple of rounds yep. to Davenport Assumption, and it's a tough place to play, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, Mid Prairie had been uh, you know dominating uh, for the first couple of rounds, uh, mm-hmm. or maybe not dominating, dominating, but playing pretty well. Yeah. Um, and then you know they number eleven Golden Hawks had to go take on number two uh, <laughs> Davenport Assumption Lady Knights up there, and you know yeah. they're the they're the real deal. Uh, Mid Prairie gets swept. In this one, their season ends three uh, zero. Um, you know, right out the gate, you could tell uh, that Assumption was kind of just a whole another, whole another just level yeah, of the, yeah. above the teams that they've kind of played uh-huh. all season long. Um, so right right out the gate, um, they took uh, Assumption took a big lead, um, got it up to seventeen ten. Uh, after that. Mid Prairie was able to score seventeen eleven, but then Assumption scored eleven or eleven five unanswered, made it twenty two eleven, and that kind of put end to that first set. They ended up taking uh-huh. that first one twenty five thirteen. Second set, Mid Prairie played uh, probably their best set of the night. Um, you know they kept it close throughout. Uh, the closest they could get it was four points at uh, fourteen ten, sixteen twelve, and twenty one seventeen late. But uh, Assumption just had too much too many too many too much power behind their hitters. They had a, a trio of hitters that was just yeah right. just. I was telling you on the ride up, they were just hammering that ball. Yeah. So they take the second 25-19, and then the third, it was kind of the same thing we saw with Winfield. They just kind of ran out of gas, and uh, you know, Assumption took a, took advantage with the biggest one of the night, twenty five eleven. So uh, you know, all around, you know, as we talked about with the teams that lost great season for the Golden Locks, I mean, they were they were inside the top fifteen all season uh-huh. long in that class three A, but uh, uh, you know, just just a tough out, uh, I guess, uh, number two rated team in class three A. That's right, and you know what that means with those three gone. With those four gone, if you count Mount Pleasant, we have one team left. Numero uno, one team left. There's a regional final tonight, which you will be at yep. at West Liberty. Um, you, um, New London the other night, they played Belle Plaine. I thought that was a team that, yep. you know, uh, Belle Plaine's pretty good coming in. Maybe, maybe they can give New, New London a good game. New but, London's uh, all uh, swept everybody so far. Uh, they played Hillcrest, uh, Iowa Valley, and then Belle Plaine, and now they're taking on, uh, now they get the giant that is... Uh, uh, number one, uh, Springville. Yeah, you know, the last time the new funny London story was... about oh, that actually. You got it? When I was a uh, junior in high school in New London, uh, we, went up to, we went up to Iowa City West um, and uh, we played Springville. We got up two two sets. We thought we were uh, we were all hyper. Like, oh, yeah, yep. we're gonna get to sleep. Hunter in the student section was they, crazy. Oh, I was going nuts. <laughs> Broken foot. <laughs> but anyway, they won. They won three straight. Broke our hearts, man. Oh, you know what that means though. But, We'll see what's going to happen this time. That means, revenge, that means revenge game tonight. Uh, New London. And that was the last time they, these two teams have played. Oh, so, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Well, do you know the last time that uh, New London has lost even a set? October the 8th. So it's been a while. Wow. They have been on the roll. By the way, uh, what was that? 25-16, 25-13, 25-10 over Bell playing last mm-hmm. night. Um, Ellie Manning had 32 assists. She just continues Man. to be one of the best setters around. It's crazy how good of, of setters. And I, we have so many good setters. Yeah, yeah. And coming into this job a, a, a few years back, I wouldn't have even known what a setter does, really. But being able to kind of learn volleyball from watching our teams play, it's, it, this is the best group of setters we've had since I've, I've been here, I think. Um, so she had 32. Uh, Kills-wise, uh, Natalie Burden had uh, 14. Um, and Tyson Gipple and uh, Sophie Mowat both had six. Oh, and there were, uh, Cameron Lair had seven. Mm-hmm. So that's four different girls that are six and over. And, and, and Natalie Burden always just racks up the kills. So they're playing... 
they're red hot going in, and I'm sure that the the atmosphere is going to be pretty crazy for you tonight. Yeah, and it's going to be you know whenever there's a state, you know, I'm sure you can say the same thing when you were in school and like uh-huh. going covering sports all these years. But whenever there's a state, uh, or I guess a trip to state on the line, yeah, it's always finals. it's always a different different feel than it all is. the other rounds. I feel like you know what I mean. I would say <laughs> that even more fun than state stuff is. Um, is regional final stuff. And yeah, because you get the stuff. smaller gyms, you get them packed, and then when you're at state, you know, it's like a lot, lot more of a wider, yeah. wider area. We talked about the other kind of basketball, you know, when the you're- banners The banners there, yeah. the banner yeah. there is really cool, so. Um, but I shouldn't rip on state stuff, because guess where I'm gonna be in a couple of days? The state cross state country, country meet yeah. in Fort Dodge. Yeah, last, last week, um, after um, I got out of here, we still had um, a little bit of state qualification to go for state cross country. Actually, we had it, we had it all to go, and I went out to Washington, hosted, um, the Washington girls and boys both had a chance to make it as a team. Washington girls absolutely did terrific. Uh, I think they were the third um, team ranked wa- ranking-wise uh, coming out. They got second. They're going as a team um, for the first time in a while, and they've got such a young team that um, that it's it's hard not to see this being the first of many trips to Fort Dodge. Right. Um, Iris Stahl was uh, sixth overall in that one. Um, she ran really well. I remember watching her come in sixth, and I was kind of trying to count the teams. You know, the top three teams were definitely a lot better on the girls' side than the rest, you know. So I I fully expected Washington um, to um, come in, but then um, watching uh, Griffiths and Horak uh, pretty close behind her um, get into. So, uh, yeah, Washington second on the girls' side. The boys' side, they, they didn't quite... Uh, make it. Uh, Micah Reese got second individually, mm-hmm. um, and Tyler Alderton got um, snuck in there, um, 12th to 13th individually. So they advanced. So Washington's got two boys going and a girls team, and uh, Ben Carthy, uh, a really good Stunning. finish. His very first state qualification. He's had a couple of heartbreakers. Um, yep. uh, ben Carthy of Mount Pleasant. So um, we had some, some, got some. Kids running on Saturday when the three A and four A just a few, comes up. Just, just a few. A few. And we got you know Mid Prairie girls, yeah, making it, all making it. And on Friday we have a ton Mid Prairie girls, Danville, um, New London boys, yeah, Pekin girls, Pekin girls, uh, Mid Prairie boys, <laughs> yep. all, all made it as teams. Um, you know, we had a spattering um, of <clears throat> of kids that made it individually. Um, but it's going to be a crazy time, so so stay tuned. Well, I'm going to try. Yep. Fort Dodge uh, has not the greatest cell phone service. I'm going to yep. try and tweet out all the results um, from the 1A and 2A races on Friday morning, uh, and then the, the 3A race on Saturday, and then they're going to get the 3A kids out, and they're going to get the 4A kids in, and you know what's going to happen is the 4A kids are getting ready to do theirs. I'm going to be driving yep. home because yep. I don't have any 4A kids. Yep. So it so, um, should be a pretty crazy weekend. Yeah, and I just want to say uh, I, I did a story today. Uh, if you want to, if you want more information on the cross country when, you know, I put a kind of a schedule in when, uh-huh. when things start, that'll be in the paper uh, tomorrow or it's online right now. If you want to go check it out, I'll also put a link if, uh, for the uh, Iowa High School Athletic Association where you can go look up more uh I guess more information like the map maps. of the course and maps. things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, places you can park. I put some of that in the story too, as well as like where to find tickets, which is all on varsity bound and things like that. So yeah, just heads up about that. Yep, good. There's good and bad. They're splitting up. Um, if you're going, uh, they have class one A stuff in the morning on Friday, and there's a little bit of a break before the two A kids mm-hmm. um, come in, and then um, and then the same thing with the next day. It's like that's a COVID thing. That's why they split it up. It used to be all four classes, mm-hmm. boom, and you'd show up and you'd park 
you get to Fort Dodge, but you have to park in Ames and walk over because it was so yeah, uh, crowded at that golf course. But they're doing like a ceremony. I don't know if they did that before, but the ceremonies of each class before. Yep, in between. Each, yeah. So it'll be one A, all that stuff, then the one A ceremonies, and then to two A. So if you're going up there for both, which I don't know how many other people besides sports writers are doing that, yeah. <laughs> come up with something to do between the ceremonies and the uh, right. And I'll probably be trying to get some pictures up. So that'll be fun. Uh, pay attention to that. So we got playoff. Uh, football this weekend we've got playoff volleyball tonight tonight we got postseason state cross country on saturday and it's gonna make me sad because next week you know we're 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 only gonna have seasons come hopefully a state volleyball tournament to look forward to and hopefully still four football teams but we don't have any more cross country as of next week because they could all get first place and then it'll be over our first season's coming in and then we'll be in basketball wrestling and very sad what are we going to talk about on the show we're gonna have like what a couple maybe a week and a half that was just yeah <laughs> i always say like oh we got a long time before basketball is coming and then someone's like hey remember that the jamborees this weekend uh so it uh it, it goes pretty fast yeah. but you got anything else any house cleaning today hunter nothing for me okay, just nice team one cheer on our uh south i mean just teams in southeast iowa i guess you know you know whoever I hope, makes it i hope that there's two football teams at least Next week, that way we both have a game to go to uh, yeah. Substate Finals. That'll be fun. Hopefully, That'd we'll be, be hanging out in the Dome. Maybe we should go live from the Dome if someone makes a we Dome should. this year. Should we do that? Nick, let's Nick? do it. Yeah, live from the Dome. <laughs> we won't even ask permission. We're just going to nope, go set it up we'll on the 50-yard line, and we'll have a pre-game <laughs> show from the Dome. We're warming up in the background. We're That's having. a good plan. That's a good plan. It's like plan. A Thursday night football, or yeah, Monday, Monday night football. We're out yeah. there walking around the field. Yeah, I hope all. Uh, I'm ready. I hope that I don't know if they start games on Wednesday or Thursday. I know they have to. Ha- they can't start them all on Friday because of how many teams there are. But let's hope we can get a pregame show from the dome. Anyway, now we're just rambling. <laughs> uh, you've been watching Southeast Iowa Union Sports yep. Talk. Um, thank you. Uh, share this video on Facebook or YouTube or Spotify or whatever. Tell your friends if they are interested in high school sports. And yep. for uh, Hunter Muller and Nick Stevens, we are out. See you next week.